God himself gave us the pattern of what is right. So all we have to do is look back in the book of Genesis. So if you don't see two men, God didn't, he says, it is not good for man to be alone. Right. He says, I will make for him a help meet, someone who's suitable and adaptable to him. And out of his rib, he made and formed a woman. All right. So, so God knows, God is God. So he knows what he's doing. All right. And so if he wanted to, at that point, when, when he said the words, in, in, turn in your Bibles to Genesis. Peter, do me a favor and go get my Amplified Bible, please. It was right where this Bible was in the front, some, somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> when he said in Genesis, when he made man, I, I, I'm going to just read back a little That's bit. Mm-hmm, chapter 2. But let's go back to chapter 1. And pick up from there. We're going to pick up at the very first verse in chapter 1. Yes, that's it. Uh, and uh, turn to Genesis chapter 2 for me in there. Okay. But I'm going to start at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And let's just pray. And um, I believe we, we've operated already in because prayer time is at 9 o'clock here. So I always, I'm here praying anyway in the spirit before the service. But let's just formally just open in prayer. Father, we are so thankful and praise you so much for your word and so much for your goodness and your kindness and so much for how you ordain things. Look at how you ordained this morning, Father. We are so grateful. And so we flow in your spirit. We, we catch the wave that your spirit is on and we flow on that wave. And so this is where we are this morning and this is where we'll flow, Father, until you direct us otherwise by your spirit. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, the first thing we see is in the beginning, God created heavens, the heavens and the earth. Now, I'm reading from the New King James Version. If you were looking in the Hebrew Bible, it would say, uh, and maybe I'll bring, bring my other Bible down next week so you can see some things. But in the beginning, God that word God there is Elohim. So from an Elohim's plurality in one. Plurality in one. So from the very beginning of the Bible, even though the word Trinity is not used in the Bible, it's saying it in other words right here in the, in the word God in Hebrew. The word God there is E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim. And it means plurality in one. So when we get down to chapter 1, verse 26... It's no problem understanding. It says, then God, who is, who is, it's a singular term, Elohim, plurality in one. Then God said, let us make man in our image. So us is plural. Our is, is singular. I mean, I mean, us is, is singular and our is what? I mean, I'm sorry. Us is what? Plural. plural. And our is plural. plural. I got to get this right. All right, so he said, let us, one God, Elohim, plurality in one, let us make man in our, which is plural, image, one image, singular. I got it right? Singular, thank mm -hmm. you. According to our, which is plural, likeness, which is singular. Not likenesses, like there are three different likenesses, are not images, like there are three different images. One image, one likeness, but our is making it. 
that's Elohim, the plur plurality and one God. Okay, so when we get over to the New Testament, we understand that the plurality and one Elohim is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, go on, uh, Eric. A lot of people get mixed, a lot of people get confused when they hear that word us. They say it's like, who is with God? Who is he yeah. talking to at that time? Yes, yes. But if they go back, see if they, that's why, that's why it took us first to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. That you understand when it says in the beginning, God there is Elohim, which is plurality, more than one, in one. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. So it's one God, right. but it's, it's plurality in that one God. And we understand because now we are we're past the New Testament days. We understand that that plurality in one is one God in three personalities, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? If you want to look at another great passage, just, and, and you can think about this, we don't have to go to it. In Matthew chapter 28, when Jesus is about to leave, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he says, baptizing them in the name, one name, singular, singular, and, and one name, and he says, baptizing them in the name, one name, of the Father, Son, and who? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. So that's one God in three. Do you say oh, three in one? And the way I think I explained it last week was like a triangle. There's one triangle, but it has three sides. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So, so I, can, I understand when people say that because they don't know. They've not looked up the Hebrew word for God in the very beginning of the Bible. Where it says that there's in the beginning Elohim, one God, plurality in one. Uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, plurality in one. So, so you understand that? So some people have said, well, that could be, when it says, let us make man, maybe it's the angels and God, you know, things like that. But no, when we get to the New Testament, in fact, hold your place in Genesis and go over to John chapter 1. In John chapter 1, Verse 1, we see another example of a be in the beginning. This, the same beginning that's mentioned in John chapter 1 is the beginning that's mentioned in Genesis. The beginning of time. Do we understand that? Yeah. In the beginning, in Genesis means the beginning of time as we know it. And in the beginning, in John chapter 1 verse 1, is the beginning of time. So those in the beginnings there, in John chapter 1 verse 1, and Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 are the same in beginnings, the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. We understand what I'm saying, everyone? Gotcha. You understand? Yes. Okay, so in the beginning it says was the what? Word. word. And the word was, was with, with God, God, and the word was God. God. All right, he, talking about God, he was in the beginning with God, uh, the word of God was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. So whoever this word is, is the same one that was creating with God in the beginning of time. Do you see that? You want me to read it again? Make sure you understand it. Okay, look at, look at, look first at the word for yourself. In the beginning was the word. So we know the word, whatever is the word was in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning was the word, and the word, so whoever and whatever the word is, was with God. 
And then it says, and the word, whoever or whatever that word is, was God. Do we understand that? Mm -hmm. Talk to me. I'm, I'm waiting for you because I want to make sure that we all understand it. Okay. All right. So whoever this word is, was not only with God, but he was God. Do we see that? All right, then it says, he was in the beginning with God. So this, the word, we got this part, I want you to make sure you get it. Verse 2 says, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, talking about that word, the word. Do we get that? Hello, talk to me, guys. Uh, all things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. So, whoever is the word that was with God and was God, that's in verse 1, is the same one who is also with God making the world. Do we see that? Alright, now if we keep on going down, it, verse 4 says, In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Go down to verse 14 and we'll see who the word is. Alright, go down to verse 14. And uh, Perita, would you just... Uh, Donald, why don't you read it? Verse 14. The flesh and made his dwelling among us. Yes. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So here we see who the word is. The word is God's only Son. Do you see that? You want to read it again to make sure you see it? I gotta go, over again. Go, go back and read I'm it again. Sure. No, that's, that's all right. Okay. That yeah. way we all make sure that we get it. Mm -hmm. And the word, and I'm reading from the New King James. Oh, why don't you read it again, Donald, from your version? Wait a minute. You want to read it? Verse 14. The word became flesh. All right, so listen first. Stay right there because the I'm going flesh. All right, so the word that is mentioned in John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And it became flesh. That word became flesh. And go on. And made his dwelling among us. Okay, go on. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son. I explained that. All right, so here John is speaking. He's the writer here. He's right. the he's that young the young one of the youngest apostles. Okay. All right, he says the Word became flesh. The Word of God became flesh and actually walked, dwelt among us, lived and dwelt among us. And he says, we, have, we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Who's the only begotten Son of God? Jesus. Who's the only begotten Son of God? She's right, but who is the only begotten Son of God? Jesus. So, it's saying here that Jesus... The Word is the Word who became flesh. Got you. you got it now? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so therefore Jesus, who is the Word, go back to John chapter 1, verse 1. Jesus, who is the Word, John chapter 1, verse 14, just defines for us who the Word is. Do we understand that? The Word is Jesus. The Word is Jesus. That is correct. Alright, so in the beginning was the Word. So we could put there, since we now have read verse 14. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Do you see that? And the Word was... In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was... And the Word... The Jesus was God. That's right. Okay. 
Did you, now, did you see what I just did? I put John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Then I went down and looked at verse 14. And it defines for us that what it says there, the Word. And it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word that is mentioned in verse 1 became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father. So we see now, ah, you know, if you were reading this for the first time, you say, ah, so the word is Jesus who became flesh and dwelt among those disciples. That's why John could say that, dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, when did John behold Jesus's glory? When he says, John is the writer here, and he says, and we beheld his glory, the glory of, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. When did, he, when did John behold Jesus' glory? He came among us. Yes, he came, he dwelt among us, all right, and he walked and talked with him and so forth. But when did he see the glory? When did he as, see? As he baptized them. Well, uh, the first time was when... Uh, um, when John the Baptist baptized Jesus and it says that as he came out of the water, this is my beloved son and the Holy Spirit came in, you know, down upon him. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we know that's the only begotten son that's mentioned in verse 14. Got to put all this together, you all. All right. But when did John the disciple see Jesus's glory? That's my question. Because he says, and we beheld his glory. Those other people, John the Baptist and the others who were around that baptismal time when he was being baptized saw the glory. But when did John, the disciple, it was Peter, I'll give you a clue, it was Peter, James, and John who came, who saw his glory. What? No, no, yeah, but I, yeah, when he changed, no. When did they see his glory? When they just over particular on the mount on the on the mount on the mount of transfiguration. transfiguration. Okay, that's it. When they said, when did he see? He said, "We beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth." So, boy, y'all have too many fingers in there. If I told you to hold this finger so, there. So the mount that he's talking about, what happened on that mount? The mount of transfiguration the, 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 is when the Jesus is in Matthew chapter seventeen. Mm -hmm. All right, but. <laughs> Wait, when uh, when he saw his glory was when he took Peter, James, and John, uh, and they were on the Mount of Transfiguration. There is where Jesus was trans. You see it? Uh -huh. There is where Jesus was transfigured before them, and they saw his glory. And he, they saw him talking to Moses and Elijah. Turn to Matthew. You got it? Yeah, Matthew. I just didn't want to give you all another, because look, my fingers are all in. I, uh, I got I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. <laughs> so Matthew chapter 17. 17. All right, so look for Matthew chapter 17. You'll see where John the disciple, not John the Baptist, John the Baptist Wait, saw Matthew, his you glory. Told, you said Matthew 17. Matthew chapter 17. All right, uh, but this is where John the disciple saw Jesus' glory. Because in verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says, and we beheld his glory, right? So my question to you was, when did he, we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father? 
All right, so when did they when did the disciples see Jesus' glory? And it was in Matthew chapter 17 on the on the Mount of Transfiguration. All right, so uh you have it, Pia? Yeah. What you doing? Uh, from another version. She's looking at the meaning of transfiguration. Oh, good. Oh, all right, girl. Right, I ain't stopping me right here. Okay, all right. Let's go. You got Matthew chapter 17? I got Matthew chapter 17, but I ain't. What verse? Perita? Three. Oh, I'm reading 17. I'm reading 17, 17. Okay, we're good. <laughs> okay. 17, <laughs> three. Right. 17, let me, let me, three. Let's okay. go back. Let's go back from verse one, one. and go down. Are you, would you read it, please? Okay, now. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John. That's the we. Go on, go okay. on. No, go on. Mm -mm, don't put anything okay. in. Now, Just read it. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun. This is his transfiguration. And his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, mm -hmm. behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces, and we're greatly afraid. Okay, let's stop right there. So that's the second time God ever said that, that he was well pleased with Jesus. This is, that not only is he well pleased, but this is my beloved son. That's what, that's that key part right there. Yeah. This is they my beloved son, so they know, they know who he is. All right, so this, at this point, John, who is writing, not John the Baptist, but John the disciple, who is writing the book of St. John. So go back to John chapter 1. That disciple who was writing the wrote the book of John said, "We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father." When did they behold it? On the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew chapter seventeen, they saw his glory. He was transfigured before them, and God from heaven, the Father, spoke and said. This is my beloved son. So that's how John in John chapter 1 verse 14 could say, and we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten of the Father, the only begotten of the Father. Where did he get those words from? From when he saw when they saw his glory and God the Father spoke from heaven and said it. Do you see what we're saying? All right, so the one who is the creator along with God the Father is God the Son who is Jesus. Do you see that? All right, and then I'm not going to take you right now, but you can also go because the Holy Spirit was at work creating. And, there, and you see that in Genesis chapter 1, because I'm still on one, one point here. We're just getting to it. All right, but in Genesis chapter 1, go back to Genesis chapter 1. You can I take your fingers. I wasn't here yet. Yeah. I know, but he was. He was always here. 
you, you thought the Holy Spirit came when the, Jesus left. The Isaac thought, the thought was wrong. Your thought is wrong. Let me take you back to the beginning, Genesis chapter one. Let's go back. You understand what I'm talking about? I do understand what you're saying. When he came to earth to dwell among the church is when after Jesus rose and ascended to heaven. But the Holy Spirit uh, in Acts chapter, yeah, in Acts. But the Holy Spirit has always been here. Look at Genesis. That's why I want you to go back. Genesis chapter 1 is all right there in Genesis. You have to have eyes to see it, but it's right there in Genesis. So go back to Genesis chapter 1. Go back to Genesis chapter 1. Are you there? Okay. All right, at verse 1. Do you see it? In the beginning, God... All right. Remember, God, there is the word what? Elohim. Elohim. Okay. How do you spell it? E-L-O-H-I-M. Elohim. Okay. So plurality in one. One God, three distinct personalities. We know now, because we got the New Testament, the three, the one God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do we understand that? Mm-hmm. Now I'm just showing you how the Godhead was at work creating the world. Because, and that's where you say the let us. That's why it's not an angel. We know that it is Elohim, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now I just showed you the Father. We know that the Father is there. We know Jesus is now. I took you to John chapter 1, whatever verse that was, where it, it says that he there. was there in the beginning with God creating. Do you see that? Alright, but look at verse 2. Uh, then God said, look what he said, look carefully so you understand this. Then God said, let us make man, I mean, mm, let there be light. <laughs> That's not verse two. Wait, you That's not verse two. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let's go to verse two. In the in Verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, I'm so glad y'all correcting me. <laughs> Making sure that I'm doing the right thing. Amen. And that's why you read your own Bible. So that nobody can just tell you anything. Because people can put words together and put stuff together. You know what I'm saying? And make it true. And it's not true. So that's why I'm saying look in your own Bible. So thank you, Pia, for correcting me. All right, but wait a moment. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All right, so we know that God there is Elohim, plurality in one. We know from the New Testament that God is Father, Son, and who? Holy Spirit. Now look at verse 2. The earth was without form and void. I'm going to give you a word that Pia will laugh at. The world was without tohu and bohu. You said that before. I did say that before. All right. So the world was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. Now what does the next thing say, Eric? And the who? And the Spirit of God. The Spirit. Spirit of God, isn't that the third person in the Godhead? The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. Uh, What I'm confused at was when Jesus was with all 12 disciples and they was saddened that he was speaking of leaving. Yes. Then he told them, I will send you. That's correct. That's right. So how is he sending something that's already there? All right, but listen, let's keep reading and we will get to that answer. We will answer the question. All right, but I want you to see right now that the Godhead, when it says in John chapter 1, verse 26, let us make man in our image, the us and the our there is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Do you see where I'm going? You see where I'm put, put where I'm sharing this? Yeah, because I'm still okay. Look, look I it, ask it, you. All right, in John chapter one, verse twenty-six, Eric brought up some time ago now in our conversation that some people say, "Well, who is the us?" And when it says, "Let yeah. us make man in our image," and yet it's one image and one likeness. All right, so I'm I'm still dealing with the us. There is God, the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And now I'm showing you how the us is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, because I showed you how God, the Father, is at, at work creating. I showed you Jesus, the Son, in John chapter 1. He's creating, right, with the Father. And now I'm going back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, where it says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So the Spirit of God was also at work creating. Do you see what I'm saying? So the us, let's go back to John chapter 1, verse 26 now. So the us in John chapter 1, verse 26, John, John, I mean, sorry, Genesis I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. So the us in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Do you see that? All right. So the us there and the our there is Elohim, one God, in three manifestations of three personalities, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Do we understand that? All right, so now man was made in the image of God in his likeness. Is that understood? And God gave them dominion, gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, all uh, over... uh, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and what? Female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over, and he repeats what they were to have dominion over, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, every living thing that moves on the earth. They were never given dominion over each other. Okay, can I say it? Can I ask you? Yes. Go on. I've been wanting to get this out now, but I'm confused. Last week, uh-huh. I was looking at the, the television. Okay. And uh, I don't, you know, I mean... You don't, don't say a name, but yes, what was your, what's your question? Uh, I was told by a pastor on TV that he explained the, the whole thing, and he said where well, the Holy Spirit was a human being. I'd have to hear his whole conversation to be able to and actually... So, you, know, you, know, you, know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm listening to what you said about the Holy Spirit and what you, you know... I, and what he could mean by that. Let me just say, because I don't, I could not, so I'm is, not, I'm not there to have heard what he said. Well, what's your question in reference to this anyway? But I'll, I'll go back to that point, but go on. Well, it's kind of got me confused. Okay, the Holy Spirit, what he meant by that, I don't know his whole conversation. Charles All right, but his whole, uh, uh, I trust him. All right, and what he was saying was that the Holy Spirit is a person. All right, and he is the third person. Remember I said one God, 
in three. He is a person. All right. If, if, and he is, so I can understand that he is, the Holy Spirit is a person, a personality. And I'll show you what Jesus says. Look at John, back in John. Let's go to chapter 14. John chapter 14. In John chapter 14, no, 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 I'm not at John chapter 1, verse 14. I'm now in John chapter 14. All right, and then it's, he says here, we're going to two portions of scripture, John chapter 14 and John chapter 16. But I'll start with John chapter 14. You there? Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He, He, talking about the Holy Spirit, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit is a He. He is a person. All right, look look over in John chapter 16. Chapter, John chapter 16. Okay, verse 12. Look at what he says. And this will do in part help what you were saying, Eric, also in reference to after Jesus leaves, he's sending the Holy Spirit. All right. He says, I still have many things to say to you. Are you all reading along with me? I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, come on in, sweetie. When he, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a he. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. He is a person. That's what John Stanley meant. All right. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Do you see that? Yes. All right. Come on over here, sweetie. Just move this pillow and come on over. And we are John chapter 16. We all over the Bible right now. So, All right. Welcome, sweetheart. All right, in John chapter 16, he says, He, the Spirit of truth, I'll go back to John chapter 16, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, however, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He, you see that, Donald? Mm-hmm. He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things, things to come. Do we see that? Mm-hmm. All right. So it's clear that the Holy Spirit is a person. a person. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, Elohim, in three personalities. Three persons in one. So you see what he was trying to say in that proportion? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Got it? Got it? All right, now back to what you were saying, Eric. I'm still getting to my point, which was just a takeoff. I didn't mean to throw y'all. Oh no, you didn't throw us at all. You didn't throw us at all. We it's all a part of studying, and that's a good thing. So your question was right on time, right on target. All of the questions are right on time, right on target. Because what are we here to do? In all of our getting, we're to get what? Understanding. Understanding. In all of our getting, we're supposed to get understanding. So what is the purpose of us reading the Bible and not understanding it? So that's what we're doing and your questions are on target. Okay, and it doesn't throw me at all. <laughs> okay. All right. So, getting back to what you were saying just in reference to 
when the Holy Spirit came, we have to understand that God has always been. All right. God has always been. All right. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's, he's, he's everywhere at one time. He's all knowing. All right. And he's always been. When we say God, we are talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the, so the triune God has always been. Do we understand that? Now his manifestation, and this is where it's, where it's coming to your, what you were saying. The manifestation of God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has been in different times. All right. So in the Old Testament, they dealt basically with God the Father. Do mm -hmm. we understand that? Mm -hmm. All right. But it, but we see that from the beginning of Genesis, the Spirit of God was still there. All right. And and we also see in all through the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit moving upon people. When you get to the prophets, when you you know when you start looking at the prophets in the Old Testament, you see that the Spirit of God came upon them. Do you see what I'm saying? So through the Old Testament, the Spirit of God was still at work, and He was still there. That's why I wanted to when show you. you. Back, when you say the Spirit, when you go back to the Old Testament, and you say the Spirit of God, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm -hmm. okay. He's the Spirit of God. Okay. What do you think I'm talking about? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Okay, we got all the names in there. Okay. Right. So, so, so the Spirit of God has always been. All right, now what we're dealing with is in the Old Testament, the Spirit of God came upon people. Right. Do we understand that? After Jesus died and rose again from the dead, and he said, I'm going to send back the Comforter, you know, the Holy Spirit, go and tarry in Jerusalem until he's sent. That's in Acts chapter 1. Okay, when, uh, when he says that, what, is ha what he says now, the Holy Spirit who, who hovered over the deep in Genesis chapter 1, and the Holy Spirit who came upon the, the uh, prophets in the Old Testament, is now going to come and dwell in you. Okay. Same Holy Spirit. Okay. But now his mission is on, he's on a different track. Now, after Jesus has come, and every person that now accepts Jesus, the Spirit of God comes inside. Does that make sense? And dwells within. All right, now that's different from him hovering over the deep. That's different from him coming up on the prophets. Do you see what I'm saying? Now he's coming and dwelling inside of us. And he can only do that because of what Jesus did at Calvary. You got it? And, and you accepting Jesus. Oh, yes. You got to accept what Jesus did at Calvary. Yes. All right. And become a believer. We're on a track. We're on a wave. All right. So, so. All right. Now, I'll come. Okay. All of that is straight, everybody? I got you. Okay. So, now, we will come back around to what we were talking about. When God created man and said, let us make man in our image after our likeness in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Got me? You, you with me? Mm -hmm. All right. So God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit were all at work making man. 
All right. And when he made man, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. We'll see the other account of this creation of man. In Genesis chapter uh, chapter 1, we see that God created man in his own image after his own likeness. God gave man dominion. He gave domin God gave man dominion over everything else that was created except each other. They did not have authority over each other. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Okay, in Genesis chapter 2, I'm not going to read all of it. I just want you to see, starting at verse 7. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul or a living being. Do we see that? All right, then it says, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. So he made a provision for him. He put him in this garden that he had formed for him. All right, and it says, And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. Is everybody with me? Mm -hmm. And from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is, on the, it is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good, is good, the... Uh, Good, Bedellion and Onyx Stone are there. The name of the second river is Jihan. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hedekel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Look at verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely what? Die. die. And in that, that word die there is, is, is in dying you shall surely die. All right? And I'll explain that later. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Here's the first time that you see God saying it is not good for something. It is not good that what? Man. man be alone. So he says, God says, I will make him a helper comparable to him. So he's going to make a helper comparable to him. And then, now at this point, before we go on to the next verse, and this is where we were, that got us all the way over to the other side, but when he says, I'll make her, him a helper, that is adaptable to him, comparable to him. At that point, no other creation, no other human being was made. Is that right? Right. Mm -hmm. So at that point, God could have, God could have defined for man the person, uh, the, the the thing or the person that would be adaptable to him as could be anything. It could have been a horse. It could have been a snake. It could have been a dog. All right, because now we're going to find out all of creation is looking to see, okay, God says that it's not good for man to be alone. I'm just, I'm making, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Wow, what is he going to make for man not to be alone? 
What is he going to make that's going to be adaptable to man? What is he going to make that's going to be compared to man? What is he going to make that's going to be a help me to man? They don't know. Right? At this point. So, so if God thought that it was right for a man not to be alone and, 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 and that it was right for another man to be uh, uh, adaptable to a man, to the man that he had made, we are looking to see what it's going to be. Do you see what I'm saying? Because at this point in our story, we don't know what is the thing that is comparable to man, that is adaptable to man. Do you see what I'm saying? Does everybody understand me? Before we go on. Okay, so now let's go and look. So, so it's like, oh, God is going to make another creature that is adaptable to man. So man won't be alone. What could he be making? You see what I'm saying? It's like that. What could he be making? We should all look and see. So let's all look and see. It says, <clears throat> Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden, etc., 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 and told him about that. And then it says in verse um, 20, So Adam gave names to all the cattle. Do I need to go back up a little bit? Yeah, I'll go back up to verse 18. Let's start at verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him, so that he will not be what? Alone. alone. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought him to Adam to see what he, could, he would call him, call them. So he made all these other creatures. So we're still looking to see What's comparable to man that so he won't be alone? So it could have been any of these creatures, right? Mm -hmm. At this point. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, read it with me. There was not found a helper comparable to him. So nothing that God had made so far with all of the creatures that God had made that he put on the earth, none of them were comparable to Adam. Do we see that? Mm -hmm. So he still didn't have the person or the, or the thing or whatever that would be comparable to him, to Adam. Do we understand that? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's keep reading. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. Wake up everybody. <laughs> and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a what? A woman. What did he make? A woman. Look at it. <laughs> woman. Talking to Pia. <laughs> and he brought her to the man. And God brought her, brought her, I'm emphasizing something, mm -hmm. brought her to the who? Man. Mm -hmm. All right. So God made the, he says it's not good for man to be alone. He's going to make someone comparable to man for man. Mm -hmm. At that point, we don't know who is comparable to man. All right, but God is going to tell us who's comparable, and he does. He says he took a rib. From the Lord, the Lord God took a rib from man and he made a what? Woman. A woman. He did not make another man for him. Do we understand that? Mm -hmm. He did not make a dog for him, mm -hmm. did he? He did not make a horse 
for him. Now, I'm just saying, he could have made anything. Because he was the, God is the one who defined what would cause man not to be alone. God is the one who defined what is comparable to man. Can, let me interject for just a moment. Yes. I think it's important to understand that and woman is, and I got to say it this way. Yes. Woman is man with a womb. Mm -hmm. Woman. That's correct. But notice the perversion. Mm-hmm. That the enemy has done over these years or centuries or whatever period of time it was. Yes. Look at what the enemy has done. Mm -hmm. The enemy has not only had the homosexual kind of thing and all that, but now he's gone what? Transgender. In other words, he's trying to mm -hmm. create mm -hmm. what God has already done. Mm -hmm. And so you, now you have it where, that's okay, and where God is already... I know somebody's there. That's okay. I know. I know. No, that's okay. Okay. Wait. Hey. Come on in, sweetheart. It's, uh, it's, uh, we need to stop. We'll it's pick a part it up. of the church. It's a part of the service. Okay. All right. Come on. We, we're we have in service. We started this morning. We had muffins. All right. So keep going. Okay. But what he has done, what the enemy has done, Mm -hmm. It's done a perversion where... Get a chair, honey. Uh, no chairs are here. Mm -hmm. Where now the enemy is trying to not recreate, well, yeah, recreate mm -hmm. something that God didn't have in place. That's right. But he's trying to make it a perversion. Mm -hmm. So what's happening? Mm -hmm. He knows... That the only way mm -hmm. that man can, that God intended That's for man to procreate That's was when woman mm -hmm. and man would come back together as one. one. Yeah. See, the key was when he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, think about this for a moment. Adam was one. Mm -hmm. When God fashioned woman, mm -hmm. a man with a womb, he had to bring them back together as one. one. Which meant that Adam had within himself before God brought what was comparable to him. So he would not be alone. Mm -hmm. Adam hath a wherewithal to procreate. Mm -hmm. That's important to understand. Mm -hmm. Because he had to come back as one. Mm -hmm. So God separated mm -hmm. from Adam mm -hmm. and formed woman. Mm -hmm. But they had to come back as one to procreate. That's correct. Now, what the enemy has done Mm -hmm. Not just this year, kind of. I'm talking no. about from way back when. Yes. What the enemy has done is did a perversion. He knew God hated this particular abomination. That's right. But look at what he's done. It's not good for you to be alone, so get another man. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, we'll have that man act like the woman. Mm -hmm. Why? 
As a matter of fact, we will even come to a point where you will need to have somebody else birth the child. And then you adopt them. Mm -hmm. And then you raise them. Mm -hmm. And you raise them in something that's perverted. Mm -hmm. That's an abomination to God. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. But you see the lie that he has perpetrated. And it's been for ages. Mm -hmm. That God has allowed that lie to persist. But truth. Truth. But yes. truth. Mm -hmm. So you see the game plan of the enemy. That's correct. But you also understand the truth of God. Mm -hmm. And that's why God says my people perish. Lack of knowledge. Or lack of knowledge. Alright, I want to go back. I, I, I think and what, what, what he, Pastor Joseph is sharing is... Is scriptural, all right? Is biblical. He is only saying what the word says. He's not making up something to say about anything. He is saying what the word of God says. God created. Uh, uh, he said, "Man should not be alone. It is not good that man be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him." And what what he made. It, it, it could have been anything at that point because we didn't know. He hadn't defined what that helper was. He hadn't defined who that person was that, that would make him not alone. But when he made, when he did, he made a woman. He didn't make another man. He could have. Do you see what I'm saying? If he wanted to, do, to let us know what was right from his perspective, he could have said, man should not be alone. I will make for him another helper or one comparable to him. And he would have raised up another man. Do you see what I'm saying? But he did not. Or he could have raised up a horse, like I said before, or a snake, or a dog, or anything else. Because we didn't know what he was going to say until he said it. And when he made, took that rib from Adam and made this other being, he called it a woman. And that is how we know what is right according to God. Not, as, not what is right according to mankind, but what is right according to God. According to God, a man and a woman become one flesh. Does that make, does that make sense? And, and look what he says. Let's keep reading down from Genesis chapter 1. I'm going to start back at verse 21. Genesis chapter 2. I'm sorry, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God, we're talking about God did this. Not man, God did this. What the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a what? Into a what? Into a woman. I want your eyes on this, so get a Bible, please. You need to see this for yourself. John chap Genesis chapter 2, two verse... We're on 22 now. Yeah, on tw yeah, right there, verse 21, then verse 22. Thank you, Eric. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. He brought her... To the man. Do we see that? And Adam 
said, the man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called what? Woman. Woman. Because she was taken out of man. Now I'm going to, um, therefore, let's keep reading. Therefore shall, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his what? Wife. Uh, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and she be joined to her what? His wife. His wife and they shall become what? One. One flesh. Mm-hmm. Do we see that? Mm-hmm. All right. Now this was God's doing. Only this was God's doing. He made the woman for the man and he brought them together and called that woman a wife. All right. And they became one flesh. Do we see that? They, okay. They became one flesh. She was taken out of man. She became, she's known as a woman. Then he, the man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife who is a woman and they, the man and the woman shall become what? One flesh. All right, look over at Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5, verse 2. I'll read from verse 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. So man is created in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. He created them, he, God, created them male and female and blessed them, the male and the female, and called them what? Mankind. What in the King James Version? Adam. Adam. Called their name Adam. And called their name Adam. I'll go back and read it. Read it from the King James, please. Mm -hmm. He created verse 2. Okay. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. So do you see, I'm bringing up what Pastor Joseph said and showing you that it is scriptural. All right, because he's not just speaking on his own and just saying something that God has not said according to his word. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go back to and, and remember what Pastor Joseph was saying. God created man and woman. God created the male and the female and called their name what? Adam. Mm-hmm. God sees them as one. one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to take you over to another scripture that shows the very same thing. Look at the last uh, book in the Old Testament, in Malachi. The last book in the Old Testament. This is, this is God's book. This is God, the Bible is God's guideline for mankind to live by. Do you, do we understand that? All right. So the Bible tells us what is right in God's sight and the Bible tells us what is wrong in God's sight. Now we're not talking about anybody else's sight. We're talking about what's right in God's sight and what's wrong in God's sight. And he, he makes it so clear in his word. All right. So all we have to do is look. All right. It's not complicated. All right, so in, in, uh, in um, Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, look, I believe, in chapter 2. All right, 
Uh, and I want you to read. Now, God in this, bu- in this book, in chapter in Malachi, is fussing. All right, do we understand that? All right, this is, the, this is the last book that we have in the Old Testament. A lot has happened between Genesis and Malachi. Do we understand that? A lot has happened in history. Look at all this that we have, all this. You know, so all of this has now taken place. We have him, him making Adam, man and woman. Then we have him talking to Abraham, calling out a nation, Israel. We have a lot goes on with Israel till they go into bondage. Then he brings them out of Egypt, right? And takes them through the wilderness, takes them into their own promised land. All this has happened. All of this in here that I'm pointing, I'm pointing to from Genesis here. If you just hold your Bible up and look from Genesis to Malachi, there are a lot of pages in there, aren't there? A lot of stuff has happened. All right. So by the time Malachi is, 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 being, is taking place, God is upset with his people. Okay. So he's fussing. All right. Do we understand that? Okay. So look at Malachi chapter two. And he says, uh, in verse, uh, let's start at verse uh, 13. And this is the second thing you do. He's fussing, okay? You know like a mother would, you know like your mama and your papa fussed at you when you did some, something wrong and they said, and, and an- they say one thing to you and then they say, and another thing. You did this too, and another thing. Let me just tell you what you did. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But this is what God is doing here. Mm-hmm. Look at Pia looking at her mother. <laughs> And this is the second thing you do. This is what God is saying. You cover the altar of the Lord with tears, with weeping and crying. So he does not regard the offering anymore, nor receive it with the goodwill from your hands. God didn't even want the offering. He says, yet you say, so, you, so the prophet is being used of God to fuss at his people, fuss at God's people. We understand this now, right? He says, yet you say, for what reason? Like they did nothing wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. Because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have dealt treacherously. There's your word, treacherously. Mm -hmm. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. God thinks much of covenant. Mm -hmm. It is a big thing when two people get married. Mm -hmm. It is a big thing that we enter when we enter into covenant with Almighty God through the blood of Jesus. All right, and now, but now he's talking about marriage and wife, his wife. He says, it, it, "You say for what reason? What did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Can't you hear that? <laughs> because the Lord has been witness between you and the wife of your youth, with whom you have de- dealt treacherously. I could I have a message called the treacherous lover." This is where I get it from. Yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. But did he not make them one? Did he not make them the wife and you who are in covenant one? Having a remnant of the spirit. And look at this part because you have to understand it. And why one? Why one? Why did he make them one? Here it says, he seeks godly seed. He seeks godly offspring. Therefore, take heed to your spirit and let none deal treacherously with the wife of his youth. All right, so 
I'm coming back to what Pastor Judge. Uh, this is all dealing with. I, if if you have noticed this morning, what's you been happening? The twice. Yes, it does mention it tre- treacherously twice. It sure does. Okay, so I'm what. Look at how the Holy Spirit has been leading. We started talking this morning. Um, when we were at, we were eating uh, muffins and juice and drinking juice and tea, and we started talking about uh, what was happening in the world in reference to a 17-year-old raping a, a six or seven-year-old, whatever it was. And then we started talking about it wasn't the child's fault; it was the parents' fault. And we went from there to talking about all of that, and then and then we came to the point of of going back to the scriptures because we went and looking at what God made as a husband and wife. So I just want us to see how things have been flowing today and how the Holy Spirit, we've been on a wave. We caught a wave of the Holy Spirit. And so now where we are is now I'm sharing from the word what Pastor Joseph has said when he shared just a few minutes ago that that God made a man, a woman for a man. Their parts fit. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? He took the woman out of the man. And by them coming back together in sexual intercourse, they become one again in that act. Do you see what we're saying? Mm-hmm. All right, because they, the parts are in each other. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Mm-hmm. All right, and that makes them, that oneness comes back. And we call it consummation of the marriage. Do you see what I'm saying? But the oneness comes back. Now, the devil, who is a deceiver, the scripture says, right? Mm-hmm. And where Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And what is he trying to steal? What is he trying to kill? What is he trying to destroy? He's trying to destroy the things that God has made. Mm -hmm. Do we understand that? Yes. Can I suggest we take a break because you're going and getting ready to go into what I'm going to share. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we can take a break. Praise the Lord. And then we'll go move from here into the sanctuary (laughs) area. And then we're going to... uh, do a couple of praise and worship songs. Okay, if that's what you move want. And then part two. <laughs> it's been something the way the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. has just I'm led. I'm so glad that we can just do that, we're though. We're going to kick off with Genesis chapter two. Okay. Okay. Now, I, we'll now, now did I know that? Mm-hmm. No. She didn't know you that. know, so, yeah, but, 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 all over juice and tea and, and muffins <laughs> this morning. Hello. All right. It's a nice.